Blog Talk Radio. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And I'm in the now. And it don't take no x-ray to see right through my smile. I know. I'll be on the go. There ain't no drink out there that can numb my soul. Oh no. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is Tell me why Every time I step outside I see my niggas die What do we got to do, Lee? What do we got to do? Gregory McMichaels, Travis McMichaels, Brian Williams. Like, what kind of noise do we got to make around this situation to make sure that these guys get arrested? Because I don't even I don't even understand how they can even say this brother was a burglar. Because burglars don't wear white T-shirts and shorts and sneakers to go break in nobody's house. In broad daylight, in the middle, in the middle of the day, um, <laughs> the person responsible right now for holding this these men accountable is Tom Durden, a local Southern prosecutor. I don't trust Tom Durden to get the job done. I believe that the the Georgia Bureau of Investigations should step in, uh, that a U.S. attorney should take on the case, that we should be looking at federal hate crime charges because the local the law enforcement community over the past two and a half months has shown us what they plan to do to these men, which is absolutely nothing. We would be fools to sit back and wait for the legal process, for the, the grand jury to open up, uh, and for these men to be charged by local prosecutors. That is that is asking for our community to be disappointed. So if you go to runwithmod.com, that's runwithmaud.com, we will give you mm-hmm. specific action steps to take to ensure that uh, that the right prosecutors get involved in the case, that there is a complete and thorough investigation. And, again, we are pushing uh, for local officials to go out and arrest these men today. They are a danger to the community. Uh, they are a danger to the peace, and there's no reason that they should be free pending uh, indictment. Welcome to the Mr. Dialogue talk show. If you're a regular listener, anytime you hear the J. Cole intro, unfortunately our community has lost another King or Queen, to violence, hashtag Ahmad Artberry. As a long time listener, y'all know we we don't deal with the hot button issues where your place of solace, but it's only right that we acknowledge um, again the loss of that young man's life. Um, as truth seekers, again appreciate y'all for being with us every Saturday. Um, the one thing that I will share before we get into this morning's discussion question. Um, Clearly, that cut from the Breakfast Club was prior to these men have been arrest, being arrested. They have now been taken into custody. Um, that's a step we've seen before, so we have much more work to still be done. Again, as truth seeker, the one thing as truth seekers, the one thing I will share with you from a personal standpoint, if you followed us on social media this week, uh, I, I made a 
kind of voice my opinion in reference to, you know, not watching too many of these videos. I have not seen the video intentionally, um, but very involved with, in a sense, making those calls and writing letters. And, again, glad that we've gotten to the arrest point, still active and hoping to see some justice in that situation. Could not watch the video. Cannot see us hurt in that way. With that said, let's get started with this morning's discussion question. How are black-owned businesses surviving the pandemic? I have two special guests on the line with me this morning. I have Veronica Brown as well as Cassandra Ingram. How are y'all doing this morning, Queens? Thank y'all for being with us on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show this morning. Not an easy start, obviously. A lot of things going on in the community. But definitely, let's get started with this morning's discussion because when it comes to this pandemic, people have been obviously concerned with their personal lives, personal lives as they should be. But I don't know if anybody's asking what are our businesses going through. So glad to have both of you on. Uh, Ronica, actually, we'll start with you. If you will, say hello to the two speakers out there. Give people a little bit of your background. Ronica, can you hear me? Good morning, everyone. Yes, sorry, I was on mute. Can you hear me? Yep, you're coming through loud and clear. Yep, if you will, say, uh, give people a little bit of your background. Uh, and two speakers, let them know you qualified to handle this morning's discussion, which I know you are, but let them know that as well. Yeah, good morning, everyone. And, yes, um, thanks for having me. And, you know, yes, there's a lot going on, especially in the past um, week. Um, but, you know, you know, as far as how business is doing, um, as Montoya mentioned, I'm a CPA. Um, I've been in the business for over 14 years. My background is pretty much in corporate tax planning, and I've worked with a lot of the Fortune 100 firms around Atlanta in corporate tax planning. And for the past four years, I've been working with business owners small business owners um, doing a lot of tax planning and tax prep for them. And um, when we talk about tax planning, we look at ways on how business owners can reduce how much tax that they're paying. But now with the COVID-19 pandemic, we're also working with business owners to see how they can maximize the incentives that the new tax bill um, is out there. You know, there's loans, there's credits, you know, there's a lot of things, but I know that now the hot button is, you know, how they can get as much funding as possible, you know, with the PPP and the EIDA loan. Now, absolutely. I promise y'all, if you're out there listening, uh, if your tax person isn't talking about these things, Veronica is the one to, she is the go-to person. Uh, one thing that I've always been impressed with in following Ronica over the years is how much she stays on top of the tax laws. A lot of times you go to your tax person every year. If they're not telling you what's going on new, uh, you, you might want to holler at Ronica. I'll say that. And Cassandra, thank you so much for being on with us this morning. Let me say this before I let her introduce herself. Cassandra has been a longtime supporter of what I do with the Mental Dialogue Community Club, opening up her Amazing coffee shop, Urban Grind, every third Friday uh, for actually the last few years. So I thank you for that, Cassandra. Obviously, with the COVID-19, we haven't had a live event in a, in a few months. But if you will, Queen, thank you so much for being on with us. Say hello to the truth seekers and give people a little more of your background as well as we get started with this morning's discussion. 
So good morning, and thank you for having me, for inviting me to be a part of this discussion. Um, as Montoya mentioned, I'm Cassandra Ingram. I'm the owner and operator of Urban Grind Coffee Shop. I've uh, been in Atlanta now for some time uh, and been open for some time here in Atlanta, um, you know, 12 years and, and plus and going. And I also uh, work full-time in marketing in one of the local large corporations here in Atlanta. So I pull double duty, so it definitely keeps me busy. <laughs> But thank you for having me me be a part of this conversation. I thank thank you again. Thank you personally. Uh, That 12 years, she is a staple in the Atlanta community uh, with events, not my, just my event, but weekly events, poetry, music, comedy. Uh, It's, uh, I've mentioned Urban Grind on the show before, and I'm going to throw it out here real quick and we'll get started. But, I've always said when back a couple of years, what is it, maybe a year ago, year and a half ago, when there was Starbucks, Starbucks controversy, I remember putting up a meme saying, I don't have to worry about that because I, I, I go to Urban Grind. That's not an issue for me. So, so well, definitely, thank you definitely, so much. And thank you for your support. Thank you so much for your support and for, for telling people and sharing um, our story and letting people know we're there. You know, that is one reason that you know, businesses like mine thrive. Um, and in Pacific, you know, particularly my business is because of the level of community support and, and awareness. So thank you so much for that. No, absolutely. Okay, so this morning's discussion question again, we had to unfortunately start in a manner that we hate to again start with the J. Cole, but again, um, let's get started with this morning's discussion. How are black owned businesses surviving the pandemic? We are up against our first initial break. So we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to get right into this discussion. For anybody out there listening, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, we have an expert uh, in Ronica Brown and the Ronica Brown Agency. We talk about things that businesses can do to survive this pandemic, and we definitely want to hear Cassandra's story in reference to what adjustments she's had to make with the actual coffee shop itself. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com. 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Dot com. Call them at 
We are back with the new retail sales numbers in March plunging a record 8.7% in this pandemic and so many small businesses finding themselves struggling just to stay afloat. Here to offer a lifeline and share a strategy is Shark Tank investor and author of Power Shift businessman Damon John. Damon, thanks so much for being with us and we all know that small businesses are struggling to stay afloat but you have some tips to help get them back on track. So let's start with your first tip which is to check your inventory. Yeah, you have to check what's, what's your control, what's your inventory. So first of all, it's going to be probably your staff and then how much physical inventory you have, how much space do you have, and more importantly, your Rolodex. Who do you call to do collaborations with and or use to get product out and or to do more business with? All right, and then you also say you need to check to see that if you qualify for a stimulus package or any kind of relief program. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's another $250 billion stimulus package coming out, but, you know, you have to make sure that you go to a bank that you are already doing business with because before you think about laying off or cutting your staff, I mean, listen, if you're in a high-touch business, you're going to have to make some uh, hard decisions if you have nobody coming mm -hmm. through your door. But if you are avail available for the stimulus package, you have three months to, of course, you know, uh, be able to pay your staff to try to get through these times. Yeah. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, how are black-owned businesses surviving the pandemic? Special guest, Ronica Brown, as well as Cassandra Ingram. Cassandra, I'll start with you as you hear this cut from Damon Jones. And again, you having the coffee shop. I don't know if anything he mentioned resonated with you, but has this thing, in a sense, started for you? Uh, is, uh, some of the things he's mentioned as far as the inventory and some of the things you heard him mentioning as far as your employees and things of that nature. Just, could you kind of just tell me what it was like as this thing was coming on and became a very real thing? Hey, we're really going to do this. What, what did that look like for you when this thing started, if you will? Yes, I think, you know, I, I think it well obviously took us all by surprise, right? And I don't think anybody really anticipated being – um, as bad as it has gotten, right? And so it's one of those things, and not only with small businesses, large businesses even, you know, I think, you know, it 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 derailed a lot of our plans and things that we were doing, and it caused for a, a moment of pause, right? Where, okay, well, what's happening here? And then you had to brace yourself and really get your arms around what was happening and how you were going to respond to how it impacted your business and then how you were going to respond to it not only for the immediate situation, <laughs> given everything that was going on, but thinking about, like, what are we going to do moving forward? And then <clears throat> initially, like I said, no one really thought it was going to last as long as it did, you know, and I personally thought it was going to be a very temporary thing as well. <clears throat> and then when you discover that, okay, this thing is riding out a lot longer and has a lot greater impact than what we thought it was going to have, then you start shifting gears significantly and really replanning. And a lot of what he said is absolutely true. You start saying, okay, how, we need to hunker down, if you will, almost. It's one of the things we need to do. And I'll talk about some other things that I've done um, and how you shift. But you go into these stages, and that first one is shock, right? And then, and then mm -hmm. after that, it's kind of like, okay, what do we do now to hunker down? And then you move into that, okay, how do we act? you know, or react to what's happening and what, do, and what do we need to do moving forward? And then you move into this planning session, like, okay, what are we doing now to not only survive, but how can I set myself up to thrive 
and then thrive mm-hmm. after this is happening so that I can continue to build my business and my business can continue to prosper after. So it is a phase approach. And just like the most of America had this phase approach as it relates to just personally how this pandemic, you know, affected you. I think a lot of us went through those same emotions, but in different ways, even personally, right? So it's a lot of the same mm-hmm. thing that happens with us from a business perspective, but it's really amplified um, because we're doing that, you know, and, as it relates to the um, vitality of our business, as well as considering that uh, livelihood of our staff as well. So it's, it's, that, it's everything that everyone else is going through, but multiplied. <laughs> No, absolutely. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that because I didn't even think about. Well, I didn't, well, I have thought about this to be honest, but I just want to share it again for you as a business owner. I want to just kind of pinpoint two things. One thing that I heard, and it's kind of not the same thing, but I would love for you to speak to it. Like, for example, in the initial part of that cut, the lady said, "Hey, March or uh, last month was an eight percent loss, uh, record breaking mm-hmm. or whatever." And that number, for a lot of people who've never been in business may not sound like a lot per se, but if you could just even touch bases on, you know, what does a number like that mean? You know, and again, I don't, you know, I'll tell your number for your shop, but I'm just saying, but just to even put that number in perspective, and I love the fact that you, just to throw it out there, love the fact that you touched on, um, we had a show, for example, we did a, a group therapy, um, uh, something that was very needed during this very new new normal, as they say, right, that was very needed. People were experiencing it, but quite often as people are trying to figure out how they're going to survive or what is the government going to do, like you said, it's tenfold for the business owner who's covering other people's livelihood and not just your own. So I'm glad you pointed that out. But, again, if you could just even touch bases on, you know, for somebody hearing that number, what does that mean for a business owner? Because, again, if it's record-breaking, I know that's a significant – I don't know if you experienced, you know, that type of loss, but just even putting that in perspective for someone who's never in business, I would love for you to just kind of speak on that, and then we'll go to Ronica. Yeah, no, um, I mean, my losses have been significant, you know, as far as the, you know, my drop in sales. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's been very significant, um, and and I'll, I'll admit that you know that it's just the reality of what's happened, and so it really it's times like this though that um, you know I, I will say though the the positive part about it, which is really not a whole lot of positive things to say come out of this, but the things you know when you look at okay, well, what are some of the positive that come out of it? It really has evoked you know quite a bit of urgency and creativity, mm-hmm. right? And so okay. there's things that we were looking to do and that, you know, got deprioritized, you know, just because other things come up, right, that now we have to do because the business requires it, right? And then the same mm-hmm. thing, when I, and I'll get into that, but the same thing from a creativity perspective. You know, we've always been a people of when we had very little, we made a lot out of it, right? And so and true. we've very, been the most creative when we've had very little. Right. When you think about right. our ancestors, when they, when you think about soul food, right, you think about our, our clothing and you think about a lot of things that have come out of our community. Um, it's really because we've had very little and we've taken what we've had and we've made it marvelous, you know. And so and then absolutely. That people yep, want to absolutely. imitate that. And and so what this time has really done is, you know, yes, I've suffered losses. Um, but fortunately, uh, and I know we'll get into this more, there are some resources out there that we can take advantage of to help. 
um, and not only just from a relief perspective financially, but there are a, this time has really evoked a lot of humanity. So there are a lot of people that are offering their services um, to provide assistance, which we tap into. Um, so it's about, you know, really understanding what the resources are, um, you know, that you can then leverage to tap into financially, um, whether it's services that people are providing to assist with. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tapped into this really great community commerce for good, and they've been absolutely amazing where it's a group of professionals who volunteer their expertise and, you know, assist nice. with whatever it is you need assistance with. And so, you know, it may not only always be money that you're tapping into, but how are you mm-hmm. leveraging your network, your resources, your staff, and everything to figure out how to not only survive in this time, you know, but to also then set yourself up for things that may help you thrive later. So, you know, that's one piece of its creativity piece. And and then, like I said, the sense of urgency is, you know, we've wanted to add, um, like, coffee sales online, but just other things have come up from priority and we hadn't done it. You know, this, because my sales has dropped significantly from, a you know, people coming into the place, we've looked mm-hmm. back now and said, okay, what are some things that we need to do to increase our our, uh, our our revenue, right? How do we do that? Well, we did stay open for takeout and delivery. Obviously, we've cut our hours, you know, significantly, but mm-hmm. we stayed open for takeout and delivery. But now we've added, before we were doing, you know, like DoorDash only. Well, now we've added like Grubhub, you know, to increase from marketing perspectives mm-hmm. and increase the number of people that can potentially, you know, order from us. We've added online sales on our website for you to order coffee. We've just launched our T-shirt line online. You know, we've now been doing, and you've been a part of this experience with IG Live, where we're starting to move some of our uh, community-focused events and our open mics and stuff to IG Live, just to allow our community to continue together and express themselves for us to stay top of mind and extend our reach. And then now through IG Live, we're looking at, we're promoting all these other things that we're doing and hopefully driving traffic to our website and getting people to buy coffee and T-shirts and things like that. So it's forcing us, like I said, to one, be more creative, but then two, to really implement some of the things we were thinking about doing anyway. Um, and nice. hopefully those things together, you know, will help us to, to survive this pandemic and then thrive in the future. Nah, sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Uh, perfect segue to you, Veronica, if you will, uh, in listening to her story. Uh, I can only imagine how many, again, I know you help small businesses anyway, so I can only imagine how many different stories you've heard similar to Cassandra's, if you will, but if you will, again, based on your role and what you do, if you can even speak to first with your level of expertise in reference to the resources that are available, if you can even just start talking about that, and then any other thing that you would want to point out as these businesses have turned to you or the fact that I know you are still soliciting businesses businesses to come to you to get assistance, again, because you are the expert in this area. So, yeah, if you will, Queen, just speak to again, what's available to these businesses and how you're helping. Yes, and um, first I would like to say, you know, Cassandra, you are way ahead of a lot of business owners in your industry and even other business owners that have been impacted, like brick and mortar, um, that you are way above them. You are being creative and you are rocking that agency, uh, urgency model that you 
that you spoke about. So I um, congratulations and very impressed. And I know that you also have a professional background, so that also adds to it. Um, Thank you. So I I do like that that you know you're able to you know end the moment of shock and surprise, and then you know move forward to start implementing your plan as as you said that you know now is the time to to be urgent and and, and act creatively. Black Thank girl so magic. Now let me stop. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping I'm creating all the yeah, I know. I know. Cassandra's like, thank you. I know she's like, thank you, Ronica, but I don't feel that way right now. But thank you. Right, right. From you know the mental creative standpoint, like she's way ahead in executing, not just mm-hmm. waiting for you know COVID nineteen to continue to to happen. Like you know she's taking mm-hmm. action, and I will say that I've been to Urban Grind several times. Um, I think, you know, I was introduced to Urban Grind by Montoya, um, the meetings, the Friday night meetings, and I've continued to to, to go there whenever I'm in that area. Um, but I will mm. say one of the things that, um, one of the things that from a professional standpoint that I didn't um, completely understand is the shock effect, because I think in the, you know, for the, you know, the accountants and the attorneys that were Following this, once I saw the magnitude of this tax bill, I knew that it was going to be serious. I knew that there was going to be a lot of damage. Um, so at that time, we started sending out emails and prepping our clients because when you're talking about government giving billions of dollars in aid, um, payroll that's not going to be for, that's going to be forgiven, low interest. So those were the things that triggered like, wow, this thing is serious. They have way more information that then we know we're taking it way too lightly. I thought it was going to be like a two-week um, quarantine thing um, mm-hmm. until this tax bill got passed. I'm like, mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, this is going to be serious. Because, you know, mm-hmm. when I think back, you know, the last thing I remember that was similar to this was like the BP oil spill. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys remember that. The BP oil yeah, spill, I recall that. So those businesses mm-hmm. were out for like 18 months or more. And this tax bill is actually similar. The provisions of this tax bill is similar to to um, the incentives that those business owners in that area received. So you know, when we do the comparisons, it's like you know we knew that the impact was going to be big for business owners, and you know, start preparing them. So when we talk about you know black businesses, and you know, when I talk to other you know black you know. Um, CPAs and accountants in the market, one of the things that we saw that, you know, a lot of us weren't ready when the funding became available. Um, And that's one of the things that, you know, we're thinking about, you know, how can, you know, you know, people like myself put out more information to get them more ready. Um, For other business owners, you know, there were a lot of stumbling among business owners regardless of, you know, demographic, um, but, mm-hmm. you know, the bankers, when you talk to the bankers and so forth, you know, a lot of the bankers is like, you know, wow, you know, my heart is bleeding because a lot of us weren't ready. A lot of us didn't know the forms that we needed. A lot of us weren't even trying to talk to their accountants to get help before they come to us. Because, so that delayed a lot of their application because a lot of word got out there in the market that, yeah, it's a first comes first serve basis when that wasn't the mm-hmm. case. It was a first process. They, the further your application was going to get into the pipeline with a banker, that means a complete flawless application, that's when you get processed. 
not just go ahead and submit something. So I think that that's what mm. we um, saw happening with a lot of small business owners, and that's what um, that's why a lot of them did not receive funding. Yes, those big businesses did, did go apply, um, and they did did get money. But you know, when you talk to the bankers, a lot of the issues that you know they saw with you know our people is that they weren't ready. They just weren't ready to get funding, and if a banker picks up your file and it's not completed, they're going to just move on to the next file just because they've been working several hours. And, you know, we knew that the bankers were going to be um, overwhelmed with work. Um, so for the clients that right. came to us, we made sure that all their package was ready to go that Friday. Um, we realized that, Let me ask one quick question. Let me ask one quick question. Let me ask one quick question here, because you're definitely speaking to, I mean, for what I've, at least for what I've heard, just keeping up with the news, uh, you know, there's this second package that's supposed to be coming down, and they're kind of um, actually earmarking, I think, some for black-owned businesses, because from what I understand, you know, like you said, a lot of our business kind of missed out on that first run. But when you say you're not ready, um, I clearly hear you say the situation where, unfortunately, maybe somebody some people were sitting in the packages not completed. What other aspects would you consider not ready in addition to somebody just, in a sense, filling out the paperwork incorrectly or not completing it? When you say we're, we were not ready, any other aspects just to kind of point out, um, just, and again, to highlight so that business owners can kind of keep that in mind and maybe get that ready for this second round that's supposed to come 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 down from what I understand. But, again, if you could just highlight something additional to not filling it out correctly, if you will. Right. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of, you know, what I've seen is, um, is not only, you know, I think that they fill out the form correctly, is the supporting documentation was more of the issue. Um, okay. You know, the supporting documentation and, you know, um, and I think a lot of business owners didn't understand that they needed to be ready to pivot um, because the banks were going to be overwhelmed. So if, you know, the big bank issue that, that um, you know, if you were with a big bank or something, you needed to, you know, run to one of those online applications, and that's how you basically got the money sooner than with other banks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how long should you be waiting for the money was one of the issues as well. Uh, makes it so, makes sense. Um, you so know, what, it could be a lot sorry, of things, sorry, um, you know, the SBA guidance and so forth that, you know, they, you know, lock business owners in, you know, thinking that, okay, I just need to go to my bank and I need to wait, you know, six, seven weeks on money when my business is shut down. <laughs> but, you know, actually, you know, they could have, you know, gone to some of those online providers and those people receive money. Sorry, I have a 16-month-old, so he keeps running into the room and we're trying to get him away. Nah, I understand. No problem. We 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 we're a family show. We 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 like when the babies get on the show with us. Nah, it's okay. It is absolutely okay. Um, any any suggestions for this? If I'm if I understand it correctly, this second round. I keep hearing PPP. I think I I got a cut that's going to kind of mention it as well. But but just any thoughts on getting owners ready for that second round? And in my opinion, why they should be talking to their CPA sooner. And I think you said some owners maybe tried to apply without talking to you. So why does it help to speak with someone like yourself prior to applying for whatever money may be coming down? You know, and I think, you know, regard, you know, you know, accountants or if they have like an attorney or something, um, I think it helped just because we were ahead of the bill and we understood some of the 
issues that were going to happen on, you know, day one, we called it. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we anticipated the banks being overwhelmed and there's going to be a slow process of application. We anticipate that maybe some of the banks may even discriminate and go after their larger business owners rather than their macro business owners because the banks were getting paid to distribute these funds. Um, so, you know, so, so it helps to just have a conversation so that, you know, they can anticipate what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yep. Actually, we're up against the break, you know, so let me do this. Yep, no problem. We're up against the break. For anybody out there listening, you do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. If you have a question for Veronica or Cassandra, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Everybody perfect when I'm scrolling through my phone Seems like all they want It's just a bunch of bragging people acting like they get it but they don't It's true What am I supposed to do? I feel like I'm overdue Worked a couple lifetimes I feel like I'm over too Feel like I got more to do I know I ain't done yet Handle what you supposed to do. Gotta teach my son. It's a blessing in the sunrise. Wake up and return that. I just hope that you can learn that before the sun sets. Cause when the morning comes, the world gon' keep going on. No, 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 no. Yeah, and some small businesses may even qualify for the payment protection plan, which is all part of the CARES Act relief package that Congress just passed. So as long as 75% of the money is used for payroll. They potentially have 25% available for other things. So what should you do with that? So whether it's a stimulus package or anything else, the only time that you take in funding or use extra money is for either two reasons. Number one, you need uh, more inventory because you cannot keep up with production, not more inventory to advertise to try to get more sales or you need more machinery, and machinery today can be software. It could be some reason that you need to be on social media and or more equipment to get on social media. But you either use it for if you cannot keep up with demand, whether you are selling maybe workout equipment or at-home delivery for food or more machinery to convert into maybe making PPE products because you already are a manufacturer and you know now more PPE products are needed. Yeah, you say also to invest in outlets to gain new customers because uh, customers can't buy anything if they don't know it's there. Welcome back to the Vincent Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, how are black-owned businesses surviving the pandemic? Special guest, Ronica Brown, CPA, as well as owner of Urban Grind, Cassandra Ingram. So here another cut from Damon Johns. Cassandra, if you will, Queen, um, you again been creative. Veronica gave you props for, in a sense, pivoting and being ahead of the curve, if you will. Uh, have you had to take advantage of any of the money that's kind of passed down? Have, is that something that you, in a sense, had to take advantage of? Or, or, or I know you mentioned another group had been um, p- critical for you. And again, that was necessary. Like you, I think you mentioned, that was more services than money. But if you could speak to mm-hmm. either aspect that you've used to help with this pivot, um, we'd love to hear what that sounds like. 
Yes, I think you have to take a holistic approach, right? You have to look at all of it. It's kind of a wheel, right? And you have to look at all of it and say, how can I best use all of these resources to help, you know, my business, right, survive and then thrive? And so, yes, you you definitely look at, and I have done that, look at what the relief efforts were that were available from a financial perspective. There were a couple of grants that I were eligible for that I applied for. Um, And there's a lot of resources online where you can research what all the grants are that are available for you to apply for. And a lot of times that, again, as a grant, it's, you know, money that's available that you don't have to pay back, right? And then there was obviously the stimulus package provided by the government, and I did apply for the payroll protection program and was actually just awarded those funds, and so I did take advantage of that as well. But right, and so, but you know, again, that's one that's one wheel, right? And then the other piece of it, and Damon had talked about this from Shark Tank, is he said, look at your inventory, and he said, holistic, your staff, your space, your physical inventory, your contacts, your networks, and so the other piece of that, like I was mentioning before, is so yes, the financial piece that I looked at is the you know from a loan perspective and, and what the government was providing, what are the grants out there that other companies are providing and offering up to be of support to people. Organizations have grants out there that they're offering, and then resources that are available. And I was, I want to really emphasize the network piece because he mentioned that but didn't dig into it right. And it just goes back to what I was saying before about you know using what we have. Right. And and what, what part of what we have is not only, you know, it, it is our uh, our network, our community. Again, as a people, that's one thing that has helped us to survive over the years is that when we didn't have certain things, we tapped on our neighbors in our community and we all came together as community so that together we all achieved more. Together we thrive. I can't do this by myself. I'm implementing a lot of things. But if the community that's listening now and the community out there doesn't get behind it and help support and rally behind me, I, I, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? So it's good in theory, but it's not going to work if I don't get the support in the community in the community that I need. And so going back to that whole that whole notion of network and community, um, you have to think beyond, like I said, just money. Everybody was sitting there like, oh my God, I need money. Where I get it from? What else do you have? Or what can you tap into? I am I am personally believe in the philosophy of together, everyone achieves more. So I'm a big proponent of how can we work together. Right. And so what is it that mm-hmm. and I've done this in a, in a number of ways, not only in the resource group that's helped me, but also saying, you know, from an artist perspective, like, you know, um, as an example, we launched a sticker line before this happened. Right. We just did a urban grind sticker that we started offering and selling. And then I have a lot of artists, uh, people on my staff that are artists and very creative. So mm-hmm. one of the things we're doing mm-hmm. now is one of my staff people and persons is she's developing an artist sticker and she's got, you know, that nice. we can then sell and feature. Right. And so then it made me start thinking like, and we're and in that, I'm not only going to sell that artist sticker, but I'm going to promote her as an artist because I may have had to cut Absolutely. her hours a little bit because of my business, but what can I do now to support her? She's a tattoo artist. When we post the new sticker design that she's going to do, I'm going to put a little bio about her. I'm going to show some other artwork that she's done, and I'm going to promote that she's a tattoo artist. And if anybody's interested in tattoo work, they should hit her up, right? And so now it's reciprocal. You know, it's a win-win situation. She's helping 
you know, my business and what we're trying to do to uh, to extend our reach and, you know, and come up with different pathways to generate revenue in a way that's authentic to my brand, but then I'm also helping to support her. Same thing, you know, I need photos for my website. Somebody's going to take pictures. I'm going to give them photo credit. And if anybody else needs photography, and we're going to put them out on our social. I may not have 3 million Absolutely. followers, but I have a significant network, right? So how can, you know, we're looking to paint our coffee shop. There's some designers out there, people that want to help, you know, can help us think about what colors and stuff and whatever, donate those services. And then we'll take pictures and say, and design by such and such. And if you need work done in your coffee shop or your business, talk to them. So how can we, you know, there's a lot of different things that I'm doing and that I need to do for my business that I may not be able to afford now. But how can we barter service? How can we collaborate and work together for each other's good? So, uh, you know, I just wanted to focus on that because a lot of times we sit and say, okay, well, I'm screwed. I don't have the money. You know, businesses, you Mm -hmm. know, the sales are going down, which is very true, right? But then that's when we have to be, again, tap into that creativity that's within our DNA, actually, right? So it's time for us to bring that back out. It's time for us to bring that back out and say, how can – how can we, you know, do more with what we have? So anyway, I put that out there, and, and I'll even say to your community out there, if there's people that want to collaborate, you know, if there's artists, if you're great on social media with SEO and, you know, search engines or photographers or whatever, designers, whatever, if there's some way that you think we could work together and I can do something for you to help promote your business and what you're doing and integrate into our network, you know, and, you know, hit me up, let me know. So I, I really think that we yep, let's beyond just me, but you have to do right. You have to do that. Think about that, you know, and put it out there. And well, the best thing about everything in. you're saying is, yeah, yeah. Please go, go, go ahead, go ahead, Ronica. Please, please go ahead. I was gonna jump in and say, you know, you know, you know, the, the thing about this pandemic is like it's separating people that are about their business and people that have to step up and basically challenge themselves. And, you know, to Cassandra's point, you know, that's what, you know, she's doing. Um, Yes, you know, looking at the financial stuff and also looking at everything holistically because, you know, guess what? You know, everyone can't load up on a lot of loans and a lot of – because, you know, if some of this money needs to get paid back, then, you know, how is sales going to increase once, you know, the pandemic, you know, is over? You know, are you expecting, like – you know, tremendous increase, or are you going to expect a, a slower growth? So I completely, you know, everything that she says resonates with me, and everything that um, um, Damon John said res- also resonates with my message that I've been, you know, trying to, you know, send out to my clients. You know, you know, you know, now's the time to 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 be creative and you know set yourself apart because you know to her point, you know, being able to utilize your 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 network um, barter services get help is that help element you know to not just sit there and thinking that I'm just waiting for it to be over and you know and to be um, to be frank you see a lot of business owners doing that a lot of medical offices you know you know they're just like sitting flat and be like you know well we can't do anything. Um, Mm. So I think that truly, truly, truly shows people that are, you know, I'm not just in business to execute this thing that I've been trained in, you know, I'm a true business owner, I'm about business, I'm about entrepreneurship, and, you know, we're going to survive and we're going to thrive after this. 
No, that's what I'm, yeah, that's a beautiful point. And as I just as I hear Cassandra speak to it, I, I all I've heard is actually what she said. Like to me, it also highlights for owners like herself. And as she said, there's people out here donating services. Uh, I would even highlight um, Dr. Key Hallman with the Village Market. Uh, she was featured in the um, Atlanta Journal of Constitution because with her acumen, she's given away about $50,000 in services uh, for those who hear me brag about the Village Market, which I think is the, the best event we have in Atlanta every quarter here. And so just highlighting uh, just that ingenuity to point out that we do come together at times like this. You do, yeah, unfortunately, you do have those, like you said, Ronica, who are sitting back saying, I don't know what to do. And if this thing lasts too long, you know, will they be in business a year from now from, from sitting back waiting? But uh, plenty of people are doing what Cassandra is doing. Um, you know, again, just highlighting Dr. Key Hallman giving away 50,000 services amongst her network, if you will. And so some are doing exactly you know, what she's talking about. So I love it. Uh, let me give the number out. I've got a couple of people on the line. I don't know if they're trying to get in. If you, Some people just listen via the phone. But if you are trying to get in, you do have to press 1. If you have a question for either of our guests or, or want to give your story of what you've had to do with your business to adjust during this time, please give us a call at 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787. One six nine one. We're going to a quick break. We'll be right back. Well, all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most. It's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made $0 an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, Pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still know with me, because I look. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. Yeah, 100%. So what if you were somebody who was selling workout clothes and now you don't have the people, the foot traffic going by? Well, I've seen a lot of people now do collaborations with people who maybe uh, were selling, uh, you know, natural juices or various other things and say, hey, offer your customers 25% off of my products. And it's a win for everybody. You get to move your products. Your cu- the cust- end customer gets 25% off of stuff they never would have gotten 25% off of. And the juice company now gives more value to their customers. Their customers feel like they gave them more value. It's a win for all three. You got to collaborate. Yeah, that's a great idea. And and we. 
Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. How are black-owned businesses surviving the pandemic? Special guest, CPA, Veronica Brown, as well as Urban Grind owner, Cassandra Ingram. Another cut again from Damon Johns, talking about exactly what Cassandra has been harping on, that idea of collaborating. How can you find wins that are different than just the financials, the bottom line, if you will. Uh, again, it's, I, I love how she says to, in a sense, survive so that you come out thriving. The uh, best thing about listening to your story, Cassandra, is the fact that you, again, like you said, was forced to go online, things you were going to do anyway, but this time, per se, has forced you to go ahead and get on it because the idea is as we phase back into society, obviously that's the hope we all are trying to get out of the house sooner than later, uh, but as as that happens, then you hopefully will be set up to continue the new online business that you are you know, again, that you're gaining now. And so then once we can get back in the location, hopefully you will have, in a sense, that added income from having that in place. So as you said, you basically are trying to come out of this thing thriving. It looks like we have another caller that's got, got in. If you want to get in, you do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. But, again, I know you've been speaking about those collabor- you know, that collaboration, but if there's you know, any other quick thoughts you have on that. And, Veronica, I would be interested in hearing, um, again, from your standpoint, I heard you mention the idea of speaking to other CPAs. Uh, I would wonder, you know, is there any collaborative efforts? Um, I know you were mentioning in the beginning getting out information, if you will, but have there been any collaborative efforts, um, in a sense, in, within your industry? So, uh, you know, just a quick thought on Damon talking about collaborative Cassandra, and then we'll go to you, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so, you know, and to your point you just made about things that we're doing now, you know, part of it ends up being, you know, it really is a blessing in disguise to some degree. It doesn't feel like it now because, you know, I'm waiting for the numbers to catch up with all these initiatives that I'm putting out, right? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but a lot of these initiatives are a blessing in disguise. I mentioned that one of the things we did was, you know, at Urban Ground, we're really about, you know, being a community, trying to, you know, I want, it's more than a coffee shop. It always has been more of a co- than a coffee shop for me. And it wasn't even, bo- the idea of Urban Grind was born out of, not because my love for only for coffee, it was because of the culture that in the environment it, it cultivated. So it's really always been about being a neighborhood gathering place that bring people together over coffee, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, with that, like I mentioned, you know, we've had, we have open mics, we have discussion groups like yours, we've had meetups, we've had proposals, um, you know, wedding proposals, we've had all <laughs> kinds of things happen, graduations, you, you know, really, been, right. matter of fact, uh, when one of the mayors before became mayor had one of their first community discussions at our place. Um, and then nice. when he was elected mayor, I ran into him. And he was like, hey, you're the coffee lady, you know? And so, you know, so we're about nice. being a part of the community. And so we've been able to now, you know, before we didn't, we, I wanted to extend that community online and we've done that from a social media perspective and people follow us on our shows of channels and we post clips and sometimes go live or whatever. But now that we've moved completely to like IG live, we've extended that community. And this is the part that was a blessing in disguise, right? I mean, on our mm-hmm. open mic poetry event this past week, the guest feature was from out of state. We've had people from London nice. on, which is amazing, wow. and they've been repeat visitors. And, and we've had, you know, 
Baltimore have showed up, New York. I have a guy in Houston that keeps asking me now, when am I going to come to Houston and open up an urban grind? (laughs) New York. I love Um, it. So, yeah, it's made the brand is really extending. We really have extended our reach and our and our brand. So now, like I said, that's one thing. Now I'm even thinking about like after this uh, pandemic, how do we continue that network and those relationships with those people? Do we continue to do something online to keep them involved? And you know, and one other quick little thing I'll mention, and then I'm gonna mention the second point is we actually had a woman, which is really interesting contact us and ask us if we would her her daughter loves urban grind and whenever they come to town they don't live in georgia in atlanta she always wants to come to urban grind and it's her birthday so she asked if we would send a shout out or a card or something because she's collecting cards from like all of her favorite places so we just really now start to extend our, our reach and our relationship beyond you know even our city which is great um, and then so the other thing I wanted to mention, though, about the network and is that, you know, think out of the box. And I talked about this before, you know, but I and that's what I try to do when I keep pushing myself and um, and Lauren's listening. She's the manager at Urban Grind. And I know I drive her crazy because, you know, every day I'll hit her up and I'm hey, like, Lauren. I had another idea. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I got another idea. And she's like, and she's the one she's really been the fuel behind it, because I come up with all these ideas, and then Lauren starts, you're going to make it work and make it happen. You have to go execute, right? Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, she's, she, she's, right. she's left figuring out how to do all of your amazing ideas. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, so um, thank God for her, and so thank you, Lauren. I know you're listening. But um, so what I think out of the box, like I see when other people are doing things, I think about, well, how can I translate that into my business and make it work? Right, and so I I keep challenging myself even, um, and and saying you know well, we could do that you know that makes sense for us. Um, so just really mm-hmm. challenge yourself like how if something's working for somebody, how can I translate that into making that something similar work for for me as well? So those are the two t- things I wanted to kind of touch on as it relates to you know that conversation we were just having about thinking about your network, thinking about your reach, thinking about how you can leverage those things. And then also thinking differently in and uh and how you use that network too. No, I love it. Ronica, if you will, again, I don't know if there's a lot of collaboration within your industry when it comes to this type of thing, um, but you know, just a one kinda asking and again when I mentioned it, for example, with Dr. Key Hallman who brought together her network to assist a lot of owners with transitioning, for example, to online. A lot a lot of business, as you said, were not not ready for the pivot or, or not in, as innovative or ahead of the curve as we hear Cassandra, uh, you know, being or whatever. But are there any collaborative e- efforts within your industry in reference to what's going on now? Because I assume, again, that all of this is heightened now that we've been, in a sense, forced into this new normal. Uh, I haven't seen anything um, publicly um mm-hmm. in, in that regard um, as far as, you know, other accountants. I, I think one of the thing um, to think about is a lot of CPAs, you know, we were in the height of tax season when this all is as well, so a lot of people were extremely busy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Mm -hmm. you know, that could be one thing that, um, you know, didn't allow House to, you know, get a lot of information out um, quickly, like if a person was not on your email list or something, maybe they they wouldn't see anything. Um, 
but for my business, the week that the loan was becoming available and so forth, I did open up my calendar and did a lot of um, um, consultation with, you know, people that were clients and non-clients that, you know, if they received my emails or they were on my email list, then they would be able to sign up, um, you know, for a brief 30-minute appointment and to, you know, to answer their questions regarding, you know, the loan package and one of some of the things that, you know, they can look out for, um, look forward to because, you know, it's, you know, so much that you can send out via emails and then I just try to send up updates as it becomes available. Um, you know, to Cassandra's point, you know, when we're, you know, looking at, you know, our firm and so forth, you know, you know, there's, you know, graphic designers and so forth. So those are more of the collaborations that I'm seeing right now that, you know, if, you know, one business owner needs something, then they may post about it, and you know, to see which other professionals may, you know, barter service with them. But I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen like, you know, one firm saying that, you know, I'm going to give $50,000 worth of service. And um, to our defense, you know, we're still in the height of tax season, even though the deadline was, was extended to July 15th. That was mm-hmm. only the personal deadline um because mm-hmm. once when the quarantine started um we're still working on the march 15 deadline for the business returns um business and extending mm-hmm. those that didn't qualify so the right. personal return portion was what gave us a little a little break right 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 so yeah for so for the most part yeah whereas this time of year is kind of when you would start getting your relief um they were able to extend the personal so for the most part um, I would assume with the extension, y'all are kind of going to be busy for longer than normal, uh, with, you know, with the personal, it sounds like. And so y'all are, yeah, kind of hot and heavy in it versus being able to kind of come over. What can we do for businesses? Because y'all are busy still getting those returns done, sounds like, if, if, if I'm yeah, hearing business, you um, right, correctly. Right. So it, it, it's, right. So it's those, um, you, you know, it's those firms that are able to, you know, put away some time and say that, you know, I'm going to push tax return deadline even further so that I can, you know, help, you know, my clients and other business owners who may have questions regarding this funding. Um, you know, a lot of accountants mm-hmm. firms have also, you know, lost a lot of money as well just because, you know, people are not really trying to, you know, sign up for compliance services and so forth at this time. So they have also been impacted mm-hmm. as well. And mm-hmm. I think that's no, that once a lot of the funding programs came out, you know, they were the first one to apply and plug up the system. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that also happened as well. I mean, I think it's, it's a bit funny. The accountants and the attorneys got on the applications first. I'm not surprised, right? Y'all go because y'all go because y'all go dot y'all eyes and cross y'all t's. Hey, the money's out there. So I'm not surprised yeah, that y'all wouldn't got your offices. money. You feel me? So it makes sense. Exactly. So, um, so to you know, to to the point that you know, you know, we've been going on on this call is you know, even though I'm a financial person, I don't only try to focus on the, on the money as you know what. Cassandra said, you know, the help element during this time is going to be tremendous. People need help even on their personal side. Um, child care has become an issue. So it's kind of like that schedule that we started out with at the beginning of the year is just not going to work anymore. Those goals that we started out at the beginning of the year is not working anymore. So how are we going to, you know, start trying to like kind of like backpedal and, you know, 
establish new goals, you know, establish new metrics for a business and, you know, reach out and get help, not only from your accountant. No, that's beautiful. Matter of fact, let me do this real quick, if you will, Ron. Go ahead. No, absolutely. Um, The stuff you're talking about, I want to do kind of coming off the top of the hour. Cassandra's, she's going to, she's spending the first hour with us. So we about got about a minute before the break. So if you will, Cassandra, again, let people know how they can stay in contact with Urban Grind. Again, an amazing coffee shop that I am, again, so thankful for your support, if I could say that to you again. But let people know how they can hear and see these events and order coffee, go through all of that um, before we let you go. But thank you so much for being with us this morning, Queen. Yes, and, and I'll do that. And I can stay on a little bit longer if there's some questions. I okay, want perfect. To opportunity to chime in. But I'll, let, let me answer that question and do that because um, I want to say three things, really, is that, one, please support your local businesses. Please, please, I can't say that enough. Um, we, you know, small businesses, you know, you know, don't have the deep pockets that large corporations have to really ride out you know, situations especially like this, this kind of pandemic, and um, we just don't have the reserves. And so your your support means even more to us now than ever. I mean, literally think about it. Every order you make, and I'll speak for Urban Grinds, because I really love your support from Urban Grind perspective as well, but you know, is that every time you come into Urban Grind or every purchase you make, you're helping me pay my payroll. You know what I mean? You're helping me keep someone employed, right. literally. You know, so, um, so you know, and I'm looking at the numbers every day just to, you know, ha- make sure, you know, of that or whatever. So please support your local businesses um, because it means more to us now more than ever. Now, whether you're listening, if you're a business, do the same thing. Support other local businesses. You know, I when I order takeout, I'll order takeout to help support other restaurants, and I'm always ordering from the local restaurants because I know what it's like. So I'm trying to recycle that dollar as well to provide that support. So, you know, please buy, you know, whether it's takeout for Urban Grind, takeout, delivery. Um, you can go to our website, urbangrindalanta.com, and buy coffee, um, you know, to have at home if you're not coming out, or to send coffee to friends or frontline workers. Um, we also have our T-shirt line on there. Please, you know, be a part of our revolution and buy a T-shirt and support. But other things you can do, too, that's, you know, I, I we can appreciate, I appreciate as well, is share it on your social media. I'm, I'm hope that everyone on here follows us, and if, you you know, share it. Even if you get five people to be like, oh, Urban Grant, I heard of that. You know what? I'm going to go try them. That helps. So every Absolutely. little bit helps. Now, in a time like this, we're picking up nickels wherever we can, right? And those nickels will add up. Nah, so, makes yeah. sense. Nah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Urban Grind, ATL.com. Uh, Urban Grind ATL, I think on IG as well. Am I saying that correctly? Yep. That's okay, exactly perfect. right. Yeah, please, like I say, yeah, follow them, share you, and you will enjoy the event. So just definitely stay in touch. If no reason for no reason other than that, especially if you're outside of Georgia, if you will. We're gonna go to the top of the hour. We're gonna play this cut by Joe Breeze all day long again. If you listen to last week's show, we were highlighting this brother releasing a single from Square Business Entertainment. You can find this song on streaming on all music streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Pandora. So enjoy this song, and we'll be right back for this morning's discussion, How Are Black-Owned Businesses Surviving the Pandemic? Again, for those on the phone line, if it's your first time calling, you do have to press 1 if you want to give us your story or ask a question to either of our guests. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. Please up, please up, please up, please up. 
day long All I see is everybody perfect when I'm scrolling through my phone Like all they want It's just a bunch of bragging people acting like they get it But they don't It's true What am I supposed to do? I feel like I'm overdue Worked a couple lifetimes I feel like I'm over too Feel like I got more to do I know I ain't done yet Handle what you supposed to do Gotta teach my son It's a blessing in the sunrise Wake up and return it I just hope that you can learn that before the sun sets. Cause when the morning comes, we're gonna keep going on. I need a hundred thousand miles on my dashboard. Couple more steps on my passport. Only other thing I can ask for is love. Can't be sitting around and wishing that I had more. Always finding something to be mad for. Man, I hate my life. I wish I had yours, but it's yours. Yours, 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 yours. Yesterday I woke up out the matrix. So today it's right back to the basics. Blocking and tackling, taking angles in pursuit of my happiness and embracing my nappiness. It's Wakanda forever, had us under the weather. Sick and tired of the pressure, always gotta be fresher, always gotta be extra. Everybody is special. Social media training, if you're speaking the language all day long. Again, love that cut by Joe Bleeds all day long. Find it on YouTube Music. Find it on all streaming platforms. I'm very appreciative of Square Business Entertainment being one of our year-long sponsors, so definitely appreciate that. Anybody out there, if you have a product or service you would like to get out to the smartest audience in radio, please contact me directly. We have amazing advertisement packages uh, for our audience. Again, for the callers out there, you will need to press 1. If you're online, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691. Press 1 to let us know you want to speak. This morning's discussion question, how are black-owned businesses surviving the pandemic? Special guests, Veronica Brown, as well as Cassandra Ingram. Uh, thank both of you queens for being on. Uh, Veronica, if you will, um, hey, at the my end of the day, you, before, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My, you, my, yeah, go ahead, Cassandra. Before you before you get into that, I have to say again, Lauren's listening. She's she's definitely my right hand here. She she texted me and told me to make sure I I say this to she to correct you. Actually, you gave the wrong website. <laughs> so just for the okay, exactly, yeah, let's get it right. That's why yeah, I definitely want yeah, to get it right. We don't want to mess that up. So let's get that yeah, let's get uh, that right three times over. So yeah, please correct me. So the website is urbangrindatlanta.com. Our social site, our social media handles is urbangrindatl, but the website is urbangrindatlanta.com. Absolutely. We got to get that correct. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. And I will, and I will post it uh, with the replays of the show because we definitely, two-thirds of our listeners, we, you know, again, we're live this morning, but two-thirds of our listeners listening on their own time. So I'll definitely uh, repost those with the actual replays just so that people can see them in addition to listening to, to, to the podcast, just so you know. Um, Veronica, if you will, you. again, being a, again, a, a CPA who I highly respect um, your approach in helping people show up their businesses, uh, really, uh, honestly, pandemic aside, 
um, in getting to know you, you've constantly basically assisted a lot of businesses shore up their businesses. Uh, And, again, you know, for our community, uh, you know, I'm I'm not even going to speak to the numbers uh, in reference to how hard this pandemic, in a sense, has hit some of our businesses uh, for a lot of reasons that, that we that we're constantly talking about as far as our community entering into business. But one thing that you are absolutely diligent about is getting people kind of up to speed and literally in business, uh, improving you know their accounting por- portion. Because something that we've talked about on shows in the past is the idea that within our community, often we are great technicians. In other words, we're experts at what we do. We're good at that. But the business side, sometimes we suffer in getting that up to speed. And quite often when we bring it to you as the CPA or the accountant, you know, sometimes we're still bringing you a, a box full of receipts, right? And so, so you know, again, pandemic aside, if you could just kind of start speaking to uh, things that you try to help businesses get a handle and understanding of, um, in a sense, as, as consistent issues that you see when you're trying to help our business, what type of things are you seeing and that you're trying to get them up to speed on, if you could speak to some of that. You know, I think that, you know, right now it's all about, you know, cash flow for survival and, you know, you know, as you mentioned, so if, you know, business owners were the ones that, you know, they really didn't check their numbers until the end of the year. They don't really keep track of stuff. Um, you know, as Cassandra mentioned, you know, she's, you know, constantly, you know, monitoring, you know, how, you know, business is doing and so forth. I think now is the time that we're seeing that has become more important. Like now is the time, you know, when all those financial people always talk about, you know, you know, getting on a budget, looking at your money, I think that, you know, since I'm in the money business, now is the time that that has become really important. Um, um, so, you know, when we look at the entire aspects of cash flow management for business owner, what's going to be important now if they have businesses, you know, even if it's your personal home and so forth, is we're seeing a lot of payments being deferred right now. And the thing that I would want to, you know, tell business owners to be careful of is, Make sure that you're paying attention. So it's great to get the payments deferred, but we also have to pay attention on the terms of these deferrals and when the payment is going to become due. So whether it's, you know, your equipment loan, you know, your lease, um, you know, your mortgage or, you know, whatever those deferrals are, pay attention because we don't want or you don't want those payments to all hit at the same time, you know, whether it's six months from now, three mm-hmm. months from now, 18 months from now, we don't want it to hit at the same time because if you follow the other markets that have been completely shut down, you know, they're seeing a gradual growth in business. And, you know, we don't know if, you know, American customers are going to be completely confident back again, you know, in the market and so forth to go ahead and mm-hmm. you know, start buying as they used to. So, you know, since we don't know how revenue is going to grow <clears throat> You know, as people start getting comfortable with, you know, this virus and interacting and being more social and spending more money, um, be careful on those deferrals. I'm not saying that you shouldn't defer. I'm saying that you should pay attention because we have seen, I've seen cases where I have to, like, you know, stop clients, you know, or, you know, have them pay mm-hmm. attention that, you know, you know, these terms are not going to work for you when coronavirus um, ends. So you need to pay attention and ask for a different timeline on each of these things that you're deferring. Um, 
so you know that's one aspect the other aspect is um from you know funding standpoint you know yes you know you know business owners the last thing that we need is more loans and so forth you know but you know at some point you know we may have you know credit cards that are higher interest and so forth so now is the time that we're looking to save some money save some money from is it cheaper for me to go get the SBA EDIA loan right now and continue to make you know get that funding continue to make some payments because you know these loans that I've already have have higher way higher interest so it would be my in- best interest to keep this lower interest loan and you know pay up so it's kind of like it's you know it's what that cash flow savings savings that you can you know use this pandemic to take advantage of some of these lower interest rates and so forth and you know continue to pay off some of the higher stuff that you you loans that you've received you know two three years um, ago that you know since the interest rate is um, lower right now um, you know from a personal side you know we've seen people that are thinking about you know if they're potentially thinking that maybe their company may be laying them off you know, should they go get like a home equity line of credit or just a regular line of credit? You know, I, you know, I'm telling them, you know, just to look at the interest rate or something because you know everyone is just trying to prepare themselves for, you know, the next stage of, you know, what is there to come with this virus. So, you know, in addition mm-hmm. to you know getting help, being creative, and you know putting your business out there, significantly important. I think that you know the financial aspect part is, you know, now that, you know, we do have the time, you know, to sit down, I think that, I think that, you know, what business owners getting ahead of this, you know, they can save themselves, you know, a lot of money and a lot of headache um, once this thing is over. Now, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, yeah, so, so yeah, if I'm listening to everything that we've been saying this morning and, and again, Cassandra's, in a sense, ahead of the curve and how she's thinking, and maybe there we have some business owners out there hopefully getting ideas from her just in her, basically her passion for ensuring that that her business keeps serving our community. So great ideas. But what I think I'm hearing you, in addition to, like you said, making sure you're paying attention to terms, the one thing I think you're hearing is, in a sense, if your business has, which more than likely has been affected to a certain extent, there are definitely some businesses that are thriving, so more power to you if this pandemic has helped you. Um, so, for, you know, for example, I had a guest on, um, I think, two, two weekends ago, and based on he does, he's already, he was already ahead of the curve as far as he does all his business online. So the last 45 days, he made the most money he's ever made in his life, and he was already doing very well going into the pandemic. So, so this is actually helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's, as a matter of fact, I'll just throw his name out there, Eli Marcus. I definitely tell people to go find him because he helps other people learn how to make money online. He's, he calls himself the digital sniper, and that he is. Uh, but with that said, the one thing that I think I'm hearing you say, and we're going to go to another quick break. And, Cassandra, just so you know, anytime you need to go, just let me know. Um, but, but I do have one question I definitely hope you can answer coming out of this break. Um, but anyway, one thing I'll say that I'm definitely hearing, and I hope people are hearing it clearly, if you are getting more time due to this pandemic, if you are a business owner, if if you, and I've made this mistake myself, so I'm, 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 I'm definitely speaking to myself as well, but if, if your finances, keeping the numbers, being able to watch the numbers, if that's always kind of been an issue for you, again, maybe you're a great technician at what you do, but that's the area where you know you should shore up. What what a time like now to go get 
a piece of software to make sure that you are set up to monitor it versus giving it to your CPA once a year for them to try to make sense of it. And I know Ronica always talks about it. Maybe she'll talk about it a little more. She always talks about you don't if 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 your tax strategy is at the time of taxes, you're already behind. She always tries to get businesses to take a tax strategy throughout the entire year. So hopefully we'll get into a little bit of that um, as we as we have her expertise on. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Big Sis Media Group is a full-service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media. So what exactly does that mean? You need graphic design? Call Big Sis Media. You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com, 404-465-4348. Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com. Com. Call them at 404-465-4348. No, obviously this is a tough time for so many businesses, but sometimes you say a recession can bring a silver lining. Your book, you talk about a power shift that could apply directly to this situation. So what advice do you have to offer businesses along those lines? Yeah, many people now are going to work from home. They're going to find out they didn't need, uh, you know, 100,000 square feet. And they're going to find out also that some of the things that were really something you would have never thought of was needed two months ago or three months ago is needed now. In the last recession, you know, Airbnb, uh, Uber, Square, Pinterest, uh, WhatsApp all came out of the last recession in 08 to 10. So this is an opportune time for those who are just starting out who have forward-thinking visions can go out there and really become the next super large company. Yeah, there are new needs now that we never knew we needed before. Damon John. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. How are black-owned businesses surviving the pandemic? Special guests. CPA Ronica Brown, as well as owner of Urban Grind, Cassandra Ingram. Glad to have both of you queens on the line with me this morning. So we hear one more cut from Damon Jones talking about the opportunities that now exist. So we've been talking about, in a sense, surviving um, throughout throughout this show. Uh, Cassandra's mentioning how to survive, to thrive. I love that 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 comment. And so there is a great opportunity um if you were only if, you know if you got a chance when we when we were when you allowed us to be on IG live with you Cassandra uh, I had the soapbox dialoguers and one of the business owners that did a soapbox on on that event his soapbox was specifically about how this is a great time which is kind of you know it's kind of ironic considering what we were going through when we had that last month and he was like this is a great time um, due to the opportunities that exist when interest rates lower and money's being thrown out. And, and as I just mentioned, Eli Marcus, based on his business, thriving mightily during this time. So 
uh, where I would like to start and like to at least get an answer from both of you, and I'll start with you, actually, Ronica, um, especially from you being a CPA accountant, for someone that's looking to maybe take advantage and even maybe get started now, like they're saying, here's the situation, maybe they've been busy with their job or their job may not be coming back, so they're they're showing up to get started during this time. Um, just from a CPA accountant's perspective, if you could give me, I would even go as far as, the one, the two, even possibly even three steps that you would love to see business owners um, take in setting up their businesses from your perspective. Because, again, because we're technicians, we usually come get you after the fact. But if somebody starts their business and you're hand-in-hand with them, what type of things are you having someone starting a business focus on from your perspective as their accountant, if you will? You know, I think that, you know, once someone's starting and, you know, they, you know, get over, you know, the excitement of, not get over, sorry, wrong choice of words, you know, they're in the excitement of starting your business, start generating revenue and so forth. I think that, you know, at least a consultation that they should have because, you know, it's better to start on a clean foot than do a lot of um, cleanups and, you know, they'll save themselves some money, Um on the front end as well, you know, to just to get a consultation to see, you know, how you can, you know, if you structure your business, you know, correctly, you know, the attorneys also, you know, speak to that, you know, you know, how do you manage your your records um, in terms from a record keeping standpoint, you know, what information do you need to be keeping, and um, as well as what, you know, what, what should you expect in terms of taxes, because I think that a lot of times um, that's 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 a surprise for a lot of business owners in terms of, you know, they're feeling that they didn't really make um that much money this year, but you know, how much cash you, you made and taxable income, those are two different things. Um what are the things that are deducted from what other things are not supposed to be deducted and, you know, you know, how do you basically, you know, avoid an IRS audit? So I think that, you know, those are some of the basic things, you know, you're looking to start a business or you're mm-hmm. in your first few years of business, you know, I call it get get buttoned up and, you know, this may be, you know, one of the times that you may have the downtime to, you know, you know, take a look at yourself and to see, you know, you know, are you doing things, you know, correctly and, you know, once you set that foundation, then, you know, there's no there's no going back and it's just you being able to, build from there and, you know, practice good money habits from there. No, yep, definitely. Get that initial consultant. Um, for those who have heard, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I know I remember in his book he highly recommended, he says, there's somebody that you tip more than what you pay them, it should be your accountant. Um, you know, absolutely critical um, I, I also have a new show that we've started on the platform called the Money Motivation Podcast, and um, episode two, I think it was, uh, the, the, this, I talked to Black B there, so it's a pretty interesting conversation because I'm far from that. So I love just listening to them talk amongst themselves in a sense, but they were talking about, in a sense, how they look to, in a sense, avoid taxes during retirement and how that's the bill that people quite often miss out on and it eats up their money by not properly coming up with the strategy. So I'm just kind of reiterating why you should call Ronica, if you will, if you are a business owner, just 
queen. She's amazing at what she does. She can get you started out on the right foot. All right, for you, Cassandra, again, starting your business 12 years ago, if you could just even discuss, aside from the accountant portion, if you will, just the aspects of um, if you were looking to start Urban Grind now, now with your knowledge base versus obviously you were getting started 12 years ago, but now you have a new knowledge base. Uh, what recommendations for somebody who says, you know what, I'm not going to go back to work or my job is not there. I've had this idea that I wanted to start a business. Uh, what advice are you giving as a 12-year business owner who's, again, doing, you know, surviving these times? What advice are you giving to somebody who's looking to start a business at this time? Yeah, you know, um, you know Damon said it in his clip that, you know, if you think about it, I mean, now it's fertile ground right now, to really be honest with you, because, like I said, when you think about a lot of businesses, or even if you look back in history, a lot of innovation has been developed during times like this. Um, and, and so it's really, on the one hand, kind of exciting and interesting to see what comes out of this, what new businesses and what new developments, what new technology, et cetera, comes out of this. So it's a really interesting time, and a lot of people are probably doing that now, thinking of great ideas um, and, and businesses. And some people are falling into businesses, right, where they had skill sets and they just started using them for good, and then people start paying them for those goods and services, and now they're thinking about turning them into businesses. So um, I would say, you know, you know, it's great to hold on to that passion. Passion is going to keep you going. Um, but then also, you know, leverage the resources around you. Again, you know, from a timing perspective, this could be a good time too because, you know, there are the government and everyone's going to be looking for people to go back to work and looking to support businesses that are supporting the economy in that way. So, you know, leveraging resources around you, whether it's financial uh, or assistance, you know, um, and then so I would say do that. Be mindful of the business that you're looking, you know, do a lot of, do some research and think about the kind of business and what you're thinking about doing. Make sure it's not just the business in the moment because of what the needs are right now, given the pandemic, right? Is it something that mm-hmm. can um, last after or that you can shift and then, you know, in, in some way after this and still be successful? Um, so that's important. But the thing that I always talk to people about when they come and talk to me about wanting to start their own business is doing the due diligence. A lot of times our passion gets in front of us, and I even have to do that myself. I have to, like, because sometimes I get really excited. And I'm like, let's go, you know. But mm-hmm. you have to step back sometimes, and, you know, you really need to do the research and the due diligence before you move forward so you're not just throwing your money away. And I often have people, like, when they tell me, hey, I want to start my own business. Can you, you know, mentor me or can I come talk to you? And, yeah, I'll talk to people. But if you're serious, what I often do is say, you know, I need you to shadow me. Like, I'll give people a project. And I'm like, work with me. And here, here's a project. Mm-hmm. And you work on this. And then one, one it, what it does is, one, it, it's, again, it goes back to the win-win. It kind of takes something off my plate that I'm not trying to get to that I haven't had time for. So they helping me help right. them. But then, two, it gives them real-world experience of what they're going to be getting themselves into, what it's going to take, and they get a better idea of, is this is something I really want to do from a time perspective? Right. From a, am I ready from a resource perspective? Am I looking at the right things? Am I, you know, and I can help counsel them along the way. So find a mentor. Find someone you can shadow. Um, I went and talked to every anybody that in Atlanta that had a coffee shop at the time that would talk to me. I went and talked to them. You know, and so do the due diligence. Is really important what I what I would say, and then you know those things you can take with you, like the project. Take it with you, and when you open your business, use it. 
Use that, whatever you develop, whatever you worked on. So, you know, that's really, I think, important. Do, do that kind of work. Now, I love hearing that part of it. And it's, it's, ne- it's never, it's always the case. Uh, when you, you see someone who's, in a sense, kind of figured it out or able to sustain them, and when you start mm-hmm. asking, you know, how did you start, uh, again, I uh, always appreciate the fact that you have been there for the community. But to hear you say, it, yeah, I talked to all of them. I talked to all of them. So, so you, so that's the very thing that you're advising. You're, you're, you, you come from that. You, you've done it yourself. So that's how you know this works. And like you said, people are able to figure it out. And I, I hear it often: the idea of getting a mentor and things of that nature. So, so great advice for somebody who's looking, you know, to get started. You know, at a time like this, makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to throw out something again, kind of also, well, I say again, but something aside of what we've been discussing, just something that crossed my mind as we, again, talk about these new times and going forward. And I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I would love to hear uh, your thoughts on it. We do have a break coming in a couple of minutes, so I may only, you know, I'll let you start, Ronica, and maybe we'll get to your thoughts after the break, Cassandra. But uh, one aspect of these times, matter of fact, speaking of Eli Marcus, the show that I had him. Had him on a couple shows over the last couple months, but one show we had him on about a month ago was um, Blacks in Technology, How Do We Break In? Uh, you know, obviously, with the slowdown and businesses moving people to homes and things of that nature, online is kind of where it's at. As you said, Sunday, you've moved your business online you know, out of necessity at this point. And so one aspect of that particular show, you know, kind of – uh, hit, usually hit about 1,200 listeners a month, if you will. We at least, well, we're about 20% right now because everybody's at home or whatever. Again, uh, pretty dedicated base of listeners, if you will. But that particular show, because I can always see my numbers you know, the next day as far as how many people listen and who's listening since that time. But that particular show, I made it known openly on the show. I was disappointed in the number of listeners for that particular show. Because my goal at the time was trying to get ahead of the curve and offer something that I know that, in a sense, people would need. And we literally had experts on who would help people break into tech. And so I would just kind of love to hear um, your opinion. As a matter of fact, let's do this. Let's go to the break so I don't have to break up the um, thought real quick. So let's go to a quick break, and I would want to hear just both of your thoughts about our community, in my opinion, seemingly not taking advantage, not just because of my show. We've been pushing tech for the last few years, STEM and things of that nature, because our community still doesn't, in my opinion, well, I shouldn't even say my opinion, the numbers show that we're not heavy in those areas, and they are the future, in my opinion. So I would just love to hear y'all personal thoughts on, on that aspect for our community, if you will. So we'll go to this break, and I'll get y'all thoughts on that idea when we come back from break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, but all I ask is that you think. The Money Motivation brand currently exists. It's a, it's a success in lifestyle clothing brand uh, primarily, and it was created uh, because we saw the demand, and it was created in 2017, and we saw the demand for uh, the self-made modern entrepreneur, business leader, high achiever, Um, there was a gap in a prominent streetwear brand that really embodied their journey. So I wanted to take that concept and create a clothing brand that could embody that with a mission that's very simple, which was to inspire a life of excellence and freedom, uh, to promote independent thinking, hard work, taking risks, uh, having a relentless commitment to what you do in a 
never giving up type attitude. Those are all hallmarks of hallmarks of the brand. And the product line consists of premium T-shirts, outerwear, headwear, accessories, canvas prints, and the like. But there's also a media aspect to this, which dovetails into this podcast actually being created, where I really want to help people be successful in business and build businesses and wealth and be able to enjoy it while they're here, as well as build it for future generations. But it's about being able to live a life of autonomy, and that's been a big part of my motivation to be uh, in the financial industry and also have a brand that can represent that. So the hope is this can influence people to think differently. Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. Again, I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. As you hear the CEO of Money Motivation, a new podcast that we've started on the, on the Mr. Dialogue platform. Highly recommend that you go check out. We have four episodes of it now. Uh, but exactly what you heard is the focus of that podcast. I literally ha- I am speaking to top 1% income earners in the country on that show on a consistent basis. Uh, again, the way they think is absolutely mind-boggling for myself, but for some of my listeners, I've gotten amazing feedback. Um, you know, Sandra definitely would recommend it if that's something that you, as a business owner, would be interested in. I would highly recommend that you check out those shows. We definitely, I've heard of business owners who've listened to the first few episodes already get assistance on how to scale because their concepts of how to scale are, are much different than most of us. Um, but if you will, just going back to just my thoughts on um, my personal hope that the STEM show would have been one of my most listened to shows this year, and it just has not, even in the pod, you know, people can go listen on their own. It, the numbers of it, it, you know, it's picking up slowly, but I had hoped it would have been one of our biggest shows for the year based on this situation and that just not has not been the case so just any thoughts Ronica we'll start with you just you know in reference what do you think of that and would you encourage more of our people to consider these areas because these are a need for our country wherever there's a need there's opportunity in my opinion but your thoughts both of your thoughts but we'll start with you Ronica on that I'm sorry, Queen. I got you muted real quick. Let me get you back on. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Queen. You're live on the air now. You know, you know, for the STEM conversation, it's uh, I I think that you know a lot of it is um, I guess training and what we get exposed to when you know at a younger age, in high school, in college, and that type of interest. So. I really don't know what's preventing, um, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of business owner from, you know, pursuing, you know, more of those opportunities. But I think, you know, as a community in general, it just goes back to a lot of um, issue with, you know, issues with exposures, um, mm-hmm. school, you know, what programs the kids are getting into. I, you know, I've done some volunteer down at the um, um, the STEM program in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. What's that program called? Sorry, um, where they invite um, students from probably like 8 to 14 years old and they, you know, they run businesses, they well, I know I have, I've had one guy who, if, you're, if, you're, so if this forth. is the one you're talking about, but Steam Revolution, 
Um, he's been on this show, so I don't know if that if he may have been a part of that one. I know there's definitely lots of programs, but Steam Revolution is one that I'm familiar with. Um, Mark Bart ones, one I can't think. I, don't know, I think he was empowering youth. Um, I've definitely had people on who run different programs, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm, if I'm talking about maybe the ones you're talking about. But again, it's, it's still good, nice to hear that that's an area that you volunteer tier in. Um, and you know, in, in volunteering, let me ask you a quick question: Is it something that's in a sense open to the public? Are you seeing a, a lot of us there? I mean, I would hope so because we're talking about Atlanta, if you will. Uh, but just what you know, what did you what have you seen uh, with those kids that are taking advantage of it? Does, does it seem like our community is taking advantage of the program that you're helping with? The volunteer work that I've done were only for were the days where the black schools were able to attend, and I think it gotcha. seems like most of those programs were dependent on, you know, the teacher or the school system, you know, being able to arrange um, with the group to have mm-hmm. their students come out. Um, but the days that I did volunteer were all um, black kids. Got you, got you, got you. But, yeah, just give there's a quick opinion on that, Cassandra. Any thoughts um, in that area? I'm, I've, I've, well, again, I've done several shows on it, but that was the one that I thought, again, just because of the timing, uh, we might, you know, help people because these guests I had on, they were, they were pretty much giving people easy access, even breaking down that you don't even need a technical background um, in some of the different certifications to, to, to succeed, and they just kept talking about how much money is being thrown at people because the need is, is so high. I go as far as to say that I would love for STEM to become our new NFL as a, as a, as a you know, our new NFL and our new NFL, mm-hmm. in, NBA uh, from like that's how far I go with it, but just any thoughts on you know just that aspect of again seemingly like we're still not quite taking advantage of this opportunity that's really there for all Americans. I would just love for us to get through the door first, if you will. Yes, and I think that you know to the point that was just made, our kids are in a much better position, and the generations that are coming up are because technology is the wave of the future, and they know that, and they're learning it, um, you know, and at a much more rapid, like a faster pace than we are, you know, and embracing it. And so I think, you know, moving forward generationally, we'll see a little bit of a difference um, because they're going to have to know it to be successful and be able to compete moving forward. But I think for like my generation and, and before of people that are business owners, you know, it's a matter of comfortability, right? You do the things that you're familiar with and you're comfortable with. And I think a lot of times, you know, our generation, and like I said, and even older that are in business currently, you know, just aren't comfortable with the technology. And then from a perspective, you are so, you have so many other things to do. It feels like a time commitment to now try to figure that piece out, right? So it's a, and and then, Mm -hmm. so it's one, if you're not comfortable with it, some people are even afraid of it. And then you're like, I am, as a business owner, I am the, you know, I am the strategist, I am the HR professional, Mm -hmm. I am the Mm -hmm. operations manager, I am, you know, so now I have to add technology, right, so now I have to add technology guru, which now is going to actually require me to get some level of learning because it's an unfamiliar territory, and so it easily can become one of those things like, well, if I can figure out a method of doing it the old way that I'm comfortable with, then let's just grow with that. You know what I mean? So um, I think that that's no, probably why. And so I mm-hmm. have, because I have to, I have to admit, I'm not the, the most technically savvy person. And so I try to tap into people that are, you know, and use those resources right. that are. And times like this, it really actually is pushing me 
and it's going to push all of us, I think. So we'll see some changes to be more technically savvy and think about more ways of how we can leverage technology to, not, like I said, survive and thrive in the future. I mean, I'm even thinking about, like I was talking about with Urban Grind, we're trying to extend our community online. And so I'm looking for ways. Mm-hmm. How do I do that more? How do I, you know, mm-hmm. on either our social handles or our website, how can I bring artists together so people can share their work and talk about their work and promote themselves, right? How do I do that in this in my environment online, which is really helping reinforce what my brand is all about? You know, how do I do that? And and I don't really know all the tools to do it. So I, you know, you were talking about your guy, uh, Eli. I was like, I'm gonna have to. Have you connect me with him? Because I'd love to figure that out. We'll, we'll be glad to. We'll be glad to. Yeah. No, but I'm I glad to get y'all connected. No, nah, it makes sense. Um, and we've kind of talked about it. I just want to say this, and, and I, I definitely am about progress. Uh, but I have to say this because here's the other reality of technology. And we and we mentioned this. I don't know if it was on that particular show, but just, just kind of facing the reality of this. So it's – Historically, when you look at the different evolutions in business, if you will, in the different times, you know, going from agriculture to industrial to the technology age and things of that nature, basically what we're talking about right now on this aspect, it was coming anyway, but the pandemic, as one of my callers said on that particular show, sped it up about about two or three years. The aspect mm-hmm. of technology, because it moves so fast, Here's the aspect of, in a sense, staying that business owner who decides this is what I'm comfortable with. Uh, you know, you might think, and I only got 15 more years in the workforce or 20 more years in the workforce. And so what you've been able to do in the past is as thing, new innovative things came about, you, you know, you only got, if you were at kind of 15 years left or 10 years left, you know, with the idea of hoping to retire at that time, right? So if you only had that left, you're like, I'm, I can ride this out. And, and, you know, you kind of get pushed out at the end. Technology is such that the way you do things now may go away completely. That's the risk mm-hmm. that that, oh, no. that you may find that you you can't ride out the way you're comfortable for the last 15 to 10 years of your life if you don't shore up and start figuring it out or get somebody like you're suggesting, you know, like I do suggest, somebody that can show mm-hmm. you the way even if that costs you money, because this revelation of technology, the have versus the have-nots, the gap is going to be wider if you don't have any knowledge base in these areas. So I just mm-hmm. don't want to be doom and gloom with it, but we got – I'm sorry, please jump in. Whoever wants to jump in, please do. Yeah, no, I was going to say, Mento, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, unfortunately, as a small business, sometimes we cut our nose off to spite our face, right? And And it's just that – you know, it goes back to, and that's one of the challenging things as a small business owner is balancing all things, right? Because it's not mm-hmm. like, I'm, you know, in my corporate job, I mean, we have a person that's dedicated to every aspect of the business, right? So if I want to mm-hmm. talk about, you know, I got a digital person. We want to talk about the finance. They're going to look at the numbers. We want to talk about mm-hmm. even our communication around everyone. We got a person for that. We have, you know, like, and so mm-hmm. as a business person, you're all things. And so, you know, my mother gave me some great advice. And she said, you know, you have to take time out, you know, to sit and think, right, and just pause because we're so used mm-hmm. to doing. We're trying to keep all the balls mm-hmm. in the air. It's almost sometimes like being that little gerbil on the wheel. You're running. 
and you're running faster and faster and faster, trying to keep up, trying to get sales. Oh, my God, my numbers are dipping. What am I going to do? How am I going to sell more? I got to survive. I got to pay rent. I got to make, oh, and now I have an employee issue. Okay, this person, you know, it's so you're constantly running, mm-hmm. running, running. And sometimes it just, you're feeling like you have to have, you know, you're trying to keep all the balls in the air, and that's a ball over there. If you take three balls out of the, you know, stop juggling, they're going to fall out, fall mm-hmm. down, fall down. So it's just a matter of how, you know, and that's a challenging thing for small businesses. How can I balance all of these things such that I can? You're right, because if you don't set yourself up, then now two months, three months, four months down the line, or now in a, even in this pandemic, you're faced with a different challenge, right, and another problem that if you have had the forethought to, like, plan around, then you might not be in this situation, i.e., if we're thinking about technology, how to use it smarter, how to incorporate it in our business to grow, then, you know, we can minimize some of those risks moving forward. But so, and I think, and, you know, that's a part of two, one, you know, having good people around you, like you said, tapping into the resources, you know, getting the um, information and having partnering people that maybe know things a little bit more in the areas where you're not familiar or comfortable with. Um, and then, you know, from a, a lot of it too is cost. You're like, oh my God, okay, now that's another expense. How am I going to pay somebody to do that? Again, thinking creatively about that, you know, yes, there's going to be maybe some costs that are going to be involved in it, but then how can I barter as well? When I first opened my business, um, my website at the time, and we've redeveloped uh, it since we just actually relaunched our new site, but my original website was developed by one of my customers who was a web designer, and he started freelancing. He did. I had the vision for the whole site and how I wanted to lay it out and everything, but he did the site, mm-hmm. and I didn't pay him one dime. But we gave him credit on the site, and everybody that well, they loved the site, I recommended him to. And I can think of three people off the top of my head right now that had him on retainer. And it got to his business got to a point where he told me to stop referring to him to people because he couldn't even take the business anymore. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, and so it's so that's why I was like, okay, because I didn't have money for the for web designer at that mm-hmm. time, but I needed a presence mm-hmm. online. Right. So that's what I said. You know, we have to think about how we can be creative to get the things done we need to get done. But you're absolutely right. Sometimes we cut our nose off to spite our face. And then later on, that's another solve that we're trying to make. But, you know, it is important. My mother's very wise. And if she was listening, she, mm-hmm. she probably wouldn't believe I'm saying this, that she was right. It's difficult to do, but we do have to step back sometimes and think about how do I need to position myself for the future, you know, and and don't feel like I'm going to bleed to death by taking that time out. Like, it'll really actually, because that's the problem. Right. I knew that I need to take it, but I figured I don't have the time. I'm going to bleed to death if I leave the Band-Aid off, you know, for too long. No, absolutely. No, I, I, I can even, oh. in, in what I'm doing, I get lost in doing that. We're actually up against the break real quick. Um, and it looks like we have a new caller out there. If you're trying to get in, you do have to press 1. Um, people listen via the phone as well. So if you are trying to get in on this morning's discussion, please press, press 1 to let us know you want to speak. We're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back with our special guests, Ronica Brown and Cassandra Ingram. We'll be right back. All I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways, every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. 
If you have a product or service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all of radio, please contact me again directly at 404-604-9477. Inbox me on Facebook at Mental Dialogue or IG at Mental underscore Dialogue. If you are a supporter of the return of intelligent radio, as we refer to ourselves, please, individually, you can also go support at mentaldialogue.com. Please keep this type of radio on the air. We do need your support. So definitely look for your support at mentaldialogue.com. If you're outside of Atlanta, become a supporter at $5 a month. If you're in Atlanta, $9 a month to become a member and take advantage of our event monthly when it returns back at Urban Grind, plus we have a lot of other things in assistant with that, getting you set up with financial advisors and, and other things, making sure you get insurance. So we have a lot of initiatives that we help our members with here in Atlanta. And the connectivity that we do, we'll definitely get you connected to Eli, Cassandra. That's what we're known for is connecting people to people that can help you process, I mean, that help you progress. Again, we are the Mental Dialogue Community Club, real people, real connections. This morning's discussion question how are black-owned businesses surviving the pandemic? I, I think I might have heard was that you, Veronica, that was want to say something. Go ahead. Go ahead and jump in. No, go ahead and continue. Oh, no, no, no. I just no, thought I, I heard you say something. Okay, no problem. But no, no, yeah. But anyway, special guest, Veronica Brown, CPA, as well as Cassandra Ingram, um, Urban Grind. Veronica, I definitely wanted to um, discuss this while we have you. And at the end of the day, as Cassandra said, so many of us are – wearing multiple hats, especially as small business owners, too many hats. That's very common uh, for our small businesses. And the issue there typically is uh, lack of system, not blaming. It's a reality because just laid it out so beautifully why, why it's not that easy. You know, we could know that we need to sit down with you, Veronica, but it's not, again, always that easy. Um, however, um, as she mentioned, these corporations that have somebody for this position and somebody that has, you know, somebody for that position, uh, some people are thinking visionary to that degree that they would like to, in a sense, pass down their business generationally. Because unfortunately, even for some of our, in a sense, even quote-unquote successful business owners, sometimes the business stops with them. And typically, um, I would say it's because they don't have a accountant right by their side showing them where they're losing and bleeding money because um, as I as the guys on the Money Motivation Podcast always talk about, knowing the numbers is the key to thriving in your business because quite what, what, what um matter of fact, it's um, Rashad Howard, what he always says is, he says you could be making plenty of money, but without knowing the numbers to the T when it comes to accounting, there's a lot of money you're often losing even though you may be making a lot of money. And it's shoring up that part that, that actually allows you to scale. That brother has just even to highlight and just, you know, give him give him big ups. When he was on the show over the last seven years, he scaled over $100 million in revenue by having systems and by having being good at the numbers. So if you will um, – Veronica, speak to even your ability to assist organizations and groups and companies get to the next level because I've heard good things about you helping people show up. So if you could just even speak to an example of it because I really want people to understand you're not just an accountant. You know, what have you been able to do? What business have you been able to help them scale to the next level because they've brought you in or better yet started with you from the beginning, if you will? 
And, you know, um, Montoya, and for, from the entire scaling and, you know, getting in a technology um, conversation, even before it gets to me, I would, before a person gets to, you know, their financial team or their legal team, I, one of the things that makes a difference is the intention behind the business. Because when you have the intention to either grow a business that you can sell one day, grow a business that you can pass down, when you have a plan, an end game, um, Stephen Covey called it in the seven habits of highly effective people, when you have an end vision for that business, I think that those business owners are able to show up more, and that's when they come to, you know, you know, CPA, you know, our, you know, our tax planner like myself, then, you know, they're going to be able to show up because it's one thing when you notice when we're working with clients, if I'm more invested in the financial health of your business than you are, then you're, um, we can't work together. If mm. I'm the one that has to be pulling you down the road, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not only, you know, from a, you know, I used to do it when I started business, and I just realized that for my own growth and scale, because I, I have a business of scale as well, that, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't work with that model. You know, now I'm a mom, so now I have less time on my hands. So I would say, you know, to um, the conversations that you're talking about on, you know, your other show, that the business, that vision that they have will help them to show better. It will help them to, mm-hmm. you know, look at their numbers. It will help them to have a plan, make those phone calls. If they're planning to go invest in real estate, then they will go ahead and go ahead and schedule those calls to make sure that they're setting up their potential real estate business correctly. Um, you know, you know, what's that financial plan, that financial vision that you have for you know, for your life and for your business. And those are the actual people that I work um, best with. Yes, I do volunteer and give free information to others, but I find that Mm -hmm. if I'm more financially invested in you, if I'm I'm more concerned about the financial health of your business than you are, then it's just going to be a lot harder for me to, to pull you a lot. Of it. It's going to be harder for me to pull you. No, it makes so I think sense. That anyone no, can it, get it makes sense. Anything. Right, and then, you no, know, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, for anybody out there listening, I would, I just want to, I want them to hear it exactly as you're saying it. And again, this is how I'm understanding it. And it's, it's, it's a matter of, again, as, as, as good as I tell you, Veronica is. If you're out there listening and says, you know, I'm, I might want to sit down with her. Well, I think I want you to hear clearly. Uh, if you're sitting down with us, it's because you are ready and serious to take that part serious. Uh, again, she has to figure out if she wants to work with you too. And that's when you are starting to scale your business, right, when you are not just accepting everyone. And so, uh, I mean, I think that's what you were mentioning when you're saying, hey, I, you know, I was learning, learn, uh, uh, you know, not to, in a sense, do that. So she wants to work with you when you have that vision and you are ready to take it serious. And, and keep that in mind because if, if when it comes to, I'll talk about the finances from this standpoint, if you're not taking that part serious, it's, I think I hear her, I think I hear you saying it doesn't, it almost it doesn't matter who, who you get for help if if you're not taking it serious first. I mean, matter of fact, it's kind of beautiful to even think about 
um, even Rashad Howard, the example I gave for the highlight, the one thing he talked about on one of the of the Money Motivation podcast was the idea of how he went into a deal and he actually contracted someone else to look at the numbers, even just because of what was going on in his t- in his time. And he's good at looking at numbers, but he contracted someone else to do it, and it got him into a deal where he basically lost three hundred thousand dollars. And he's like, I should have looked at the numbers myself versus contracting it and letting someone else tell them this is a good tell him it was a good deal. Three hundred thousand dollars later, he finally was getting out of the deal. So, so again, this is a man who does well with this. But that was one of his mistakes that he had made. Is kind of what you're talking about. He contracted and let someone else concern him. Then, because you know, who does it for a living? Look at the numbers versus him looking at it himself. And again, letting somebody else, you know, what I mean, make it more important than he made it, and it cost him three hundred thousand dollars. So, great example. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Cassandra, you know, we are in the last. You know, oh no, please jump back in. Yeah, and I was going to say that, you know, a lot of business owners, you know, they'll say that, you know, they're not a numbers person. Hey, I'm not a numbers person either. <laughs> I'm joking. But, you know, it's, it, it's, not about, it's not about numbers because I always even tell my clients, do not sign up on your return unless you're able to look at it. Even when I prepare it, do not sign off on it unless you look at it. Mm. Don't just let me send you some form to sign and you sign it because you are responsible for it. You have to look at it. I know that you don't understand tax. I know that you don't. You may not understand it, but you know your business, and you can flag something whether you understand it or not. You can see a number, and you can say, what's that? And, you know, mm-hmm. whether, you know, they're working with me or anyone, do not sign anything until you at least look at it because you'll be surprised. Even though you may not know tax laws, tax rules or something, it's not even about that. Sometimes it's just you looking at it because it's it's your business, it's your information. Um, and, you know, when no, it's it makes a lot of done, sense. even from tax, the IRS don't care who prepare your return. They're coming. It's you that have to prove whatever information that's on it. So, you know, just start looking at things, you know, just and the more you look, you know, I tell business owner, just look at it. One page this year, next year, and the next page, you know, take it simple, and before you know it, you you start understanding your financial. You you, you start to get a grasp of things because you know it, it's just not only magic. If you're operating a business, then you, you're gonna get it more when you are able to know how to interpret you know your numbers because you are in it day to day, and it it, it, it matches. So it it doesn't take being a numbers person because we have Excel and calculator and all of that to do the numbers. Nah, it makes sense. Cassandra, we're near the end of our show, but any thoughts on that, um, even in reference to your business? Again, uh, Monica's amazing at what she does, uh, but could you even just mention maybe some aspect over the 12 years where, you know, maybe understanding your numbers made you a better business owner, if you will. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a learning curve for, for everyone um, that's that's in business. Any thoughts on that real quick? Yeah, no, I, I think she's right, and she's nailed it already. I mean, I think that, you know, sometimes – we come up with some different ideas or things that we want to implement or whatever, and, you know, the numbers don't lie. And so it is just a matter of, you know, I always, you know, say, okay, well, what does it cost us? What is our, you know, upside? What is the downside? What is going to be our carrying cost with that idea? What are the missed opportunities that we might miss because we've invested now in this area where we could have put that money somewhere else? You know, so you have to be strategic about how you use your money, especially being a small business. No, I love it. 
Well, we are near the end, so Veronica, I want to make sure that uh, people that you want to make that, that maybe want to get in contact with you for a consultation or whatever, however you do it, um, if you will, let's go ahead and get your information out uh, for anybody out there listening. Um, the people that were listening via phone, that we've we've kept them, so clearly they've enjoyed what they've heard. They just didn't want to get in on the discussion, so I guess we're covering the things that they that they wanted or liked. So, if you will, Queen, just give out your information, uh, any public information you would like to give out at this time. Yes, my website is veronicabrownagency.com. I am on Instagram at taxninja underscore Ronica Brown and Facebook as Ronica Brown, LinkedIn as Ronica Brown CTA. If you will, um, send me a Facebook message with all of those so that I can add that to the replay. Um, Cassandra, if you will, let's go ahead Wonderful. and get your information out uh, once again to the public. I know we gave it out the last hour. Let's give it out again, if you will. Thank you. Thank both of you so much for being on. Go ahead, Queen. And I, I want to leave them with three, three, three points just to take away from this. Hopefully, we got about we got um, about a minute, so I don't know if we'll get to do the takeaway. Just to be fair to you, so I okay. want to make sure they get your contact information. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I didn't realize okay. that I, I would have timed it out a little different, so I do apologize for that. No worries at all. No worries. At all. Um, so, UrbanGrindAtlanta.com is our website. They can go there and buy coffee um, to have delivered to them or sent to a friends and families. Uh, and, or buy T-shirts as well, please come by. We're at 962 Marietta Street in Atlanta in West Midtown, two blocks west of Georgia Tech, and we're open for takeout and delivery, so please do that. We also have a GoFundMe set up if you guys want to just donate to support. And then finally, um, you know, please share us out on your social medias. We're at Urban Grind ATL. It's all of our social handles, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So if you will, right now, please follow us and please post and share um, to let your communities know we're there um, and send them our way. Thank y'all so much. See y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. Thank you.